1: And welcome to the HP podcast, a show about video games. With me here today is Brandon. How you doing? I'm all right. How you doing? Full, nice and full. I had well, a lovely dinner. Did you really? I did. I'm also noticing that you're, you're you guzzled down about half of a gigantic thing of, iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts since in like 10 minutes you've been sitting here next to me. Yeah, I'm in a bit of a danger zone situation as far as the length of the podcast goes. <laughs> I would imagine by the end of the show, I might be crossing my legs, uh, so to speak. Yeah, I thought um, that was... I didn't know you had to do that. Like, I didn't know that would actually work. What makes it worse? Well, you're just you're so just increasing sp- the, That would be why I said, so to speak. Ben. So to speak, okay. So to speak. Um, but no, I'm doing really well. Um, yeah. I had some pork wontons for dinner. Oh, I made a delicious. Did you make uh, it from scratch? No, they were frozen, unfortunately. But I did make a homemade sauce that okay. was exceptional. Um, I browned some garlic. I got some sriracha in there. I got some dumpling sauce and some soy sauce and some uh, some oil. It was amazing. Are you free tomorrow for dinner? Oh, are <laughs> you? Yeah, I want you to cook me dinner. I got a big long tube steak for you, buddy. Oh no. <laughs> Is it, a, is it like, are you talking like glizzy tube steak or? No, no, no I made it myself. Okay. Well, that's. <laughs> no, but Ben, I'm doing really well tonight. Um, I'm in good spirits. Um, I am on the end half, the last day of my vacation. So reality oh, yeah. is about to set in, but I'm in high spirits now and I'm going to enjoy my last day of peace nice. um, for a while. So. Cool. Davey is also here. How you doing, Dave? I'm good. Thanks. How are you? I'm pretty good. So last week, Phil was here and you weren't, you weren't able to make it uh, because you're got some things going on with like your moving and stuff like that. So uh, Phil joined us. It was not. I asked him, I'm like, Phil, do you just not want to podcast when Dave's around? (laughs) And he claimed that wasn't the case. And as I've been ruminating on it, you know, pondering the the multiverse, I realized maybe this is somehow actually Dave doesn't want to podcast with Phil. Is that true? Can you confirm or deny those rumors?
0: No, I I love I I think what you said first is probably correct cuz I feel like this isn't the first time where I've been like boys I can't make it tonight because of XYZ and then suddenly Phil just happens to be working in butler. And so yeah, it makes me think that I he he's got the problem with me, not not and he he tweeted something that was quite rude. Um, about how great the podcast is <laughs> when he's on it, and I'm like, "What about when you're not on it, you dickhead?" <laughs> like... yeah, he doesn't listen to it. He's a real son of a bitch, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, so
1: I know we've seen them both in the room before. We've been have we, we've ha- literally been in the same room. Have with them, we seen but... them recently in the same room? Uh, no. We've never even thought about that. A- anyway, anyway, yeah. It's possible that there is a deep seated hate. Like maybe they send Slack DMs to each other all the time. That has to be it. And just like beating each other up
0: that has to be or off
1: you never know a little bit of
0: both could be either one it's funny because of all of like aside from ben phil is the one i talk to on the side the most just because like we talk about baseball and football and stuff like that so yeah we don't actually hate each other but i do sometimes wonder why yeah anyway fuck well
1: you don't hate each other just one of you hates the other it's just up to us to figure out yeah who that is yeah Yeah, so i'm gonna keep thinking about it i'm not sure yet I hear what you're saying, Dave, but I'm not
0: convinced. So. Yeah, Dave. I you're wanna, sorry, I, I do want to talk about the, the the coffee thing for a second because something amazing happened to me yesterday. It was actually awful. Um, Wait. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I drink then. quite a bit of coffee, and sure. when I'm at home, I make my own coffee. Like I make a pot, and I'll drink the majority of the pot, and it, I I'm fine. Like I, I see other like people, in how long though?
1: Like, like how long?
0: I don't know, four or five hours. Okay. okay, yeah, that's a decent that's amount of time. Reasonable. Sure. Um, it's reasonable. And I've it I never feel weird or anything. Like I go to the bathroom a lot, but there's nothing wrong with, you know, getting clearing out the system, especially in the early part of the day. But sure, uh, that's right. so I'm staying at my mom's house while my house is on the market, and uh I made coffee at her place yesterday morning, and um I didn't quite know how to make it. You know, every time you have a new coffee maker and you've got, you know, you're using a different spoon and stuff. So I just use a spoon and I put in some amount of coffee and <laughs> it was done. And I started to pour it. And I'm like, this looks like a, a lot darker than normal. And I tasted it. And I'm like, this is a lot stronger than normal, but I'm like, I always drink a lot of coffee. So it's not going to be a big deal. Boys. Yesterday was the first time I actually experienced coffee jitters and anxiety. It was. Oh, really? Bad. Yeah. I had like three cups and I just felt off all day. Was it the same day. kind of coffee? Uh, No, it was like McCafe, but it was close enough, but I just used way too much. And yeah, it was, it was bad. Like I was bouncing off the walls and do you have the shits, the coffee shits? No, I normally have those anyways, but this is just like my whole body was just like really vibrating, bouncing off walls and shit. Like it was crazy. So, um, you would think it's, it's the coffee shits are
1: really weird because like, it doesn't matter how much or often you drink coffee. Like I understand if you're like somebody who only drinks coffee, like every two months or something, and then you have a cup and you're like, man, I gotta go okay that's weird but like i you know drink coffee like almost most people a lot of people drink coffee like almost every day and almost everybody i know is still like yeah i gotta take a shit after i drink coffee dude it, it it sometimes barely even like i don't even take a sip sometimes like i feel like i i drink enough coffee some days that even when it gets near my lips hmm. i'm like okay it's time now yeah it, it it just cleans you out, my man. It tastes mate. so good when it hits the lips. And I'm not I'm not mad about it. I feel like it is something that is natural oh, in yeah,
0: a way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, is that what you want to start your day, is just to sort of clean yourself out a little bit? Like, it, it yeah. feels normal to me. Just get it over with. That's what I say. Yeah.
1: Well, is it like, do you, is it getting it over with, or is it just like adding an extra one to the day? Hmm. I guess it depends on what it else you have on here on day. Day. It depends yeah, it really on the day. It depends on the day. If there's a weekend of debauchery, that first sip of coffee on Monday morning is going to be a little bit risky. <laughs> y- you got to be close. You got to be, you know, a, a, a sprint away from a door uh, that, that has a shitter on the other side. I, w- I used to work with a guy. Uh, I'll, I'll save his name to uh, protect the innocent here, but there, I worked with a guy who would actively block out his schedule from 9 30 to 10 30 so he couldn't have any outside appointments because he knew that when he got to work at eight and had two cups of coffee before nine he was gonna be shitting by 9 30 that is a man <laughs> that knows himself what an efficient high class businessman and a modern gentleman i might add and it was funny because like i would like you know we all had like shared calendars and i would like look at his calendar and i was like hey why don't you well, you got an open spot at nine 30. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's do this. Then he's like, no, that's the shit time. Sorry. And I'm dude. like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, I have a built in. I don't think he said shitting, but either way, he was a real, like he was an older dude, real prim and proper, but he was like, no, nope, that's uh that's after coffee bathroom time every morning. I was like, okay. I mean, you know, wow. you know, when you know, that's a consistency I, I need in my life, you know? Oh, really? I don't think I do anything as frequently as that guy as on time as that guy took a shit. Yeah. He, he, he's, like a, he's like a well-oiled machine. Literally. We have said shit a lot of times. Yeah, this so has far. been a very...
0: <sighs> I just wanted Spanky. to talk about the anxiety part, but you guys brought sure, the shit in. Sure, sure, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, no, that's like my
1: constant state of being. <laughs> um, so imagine if you had IBS and, and like chronic anxiety and you were just like also a coffee fiend. Imagine how bad your life and would be. Imagine you've described my life exactly. <laughs> imagine that's like seventy percent of America, honestly. Though, at this point, yeah. yeah. You guys want to talk about some video game related stuff? I mean, sure. Yeah, let's do it. So, unless I've really missed something, there's very little to talk about, and I feel like the, that's kind of what happens in the summer, but especially these summers here after, uh, after like we've had all the COVID stuff, and then like the new console generation. But it's like hampered by uh uh supply constraints like it's just a weird time in gaming right now still plenty of stuff to play i'm playing lots of stuff what this year's a little weak too it it's a little weak as a whole as a whole i don't want to say there hasn't been amazing games this year but there's been a lot of delays true true well so we'll 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 do the news we have and and maybe a gem will come out of it maybe just a diamond in the rough you can't be describing it after we just talk about all <laughs> talked about. We talked about it. You just can't. It's a little bit too close for comfort here. You just got you got it on the mind now, and yeah. I just can't. Okay, fair enough. I'm not finding anything in there. The gamer reports that Sony has purchased the gamer. Can you imagine the gamer? Can you imagine being like, let's let's make a website and let's call it. Hmm, what could we be really creative with? How about the gamer? it's like oh okay the gamer, yeah, the gamer. Our, our, our seo won't I, be fucked I, at all i'm sure they're very nice folk over there i don't i'm sure they're the gameiest gamers they're probably the gameiest gamers the first time i saw that website by the way i was like is this like a fan site or <laughs> like, what is this? But, no it's the gamer Sony has announced another big purchase in the world of esports. Sony Interactive, Interactive Interactive Entertainment has just acquired repeat.gg, a company that specializes in hosting automated esports tournaments and tracking player statistics in an online leaderboard. Quote: At PlayStation, our vision for esports has always been about breaking down barriers for gamers to compete at all levels said PlayStation Steven Roberts in a press release. Together with talented Repeat GG team, we're excited to explore more ways for players to engage in competitive gaming and expand the breadth of our eSports offerings. This is just the start of our journey, and we look forward to sharing more updates with our community in the future. So they have they do tournaments all the time, and they're mostly like an online-based uh, site that you can do like tournaments yourself yet. You, you can run them yourself. Um, they also do a little bit bigger stuff. Uh, League of Legends, Fortnite, Dota, PUBG, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and they do it across multiple platforms too. And I think Sony has said they're going to keep doing like, well, letting, letting them do it across multiple platforms. Uh, but I don't know, Dave, we'll start out with you. We've got a lot of weird stuff happening. We know Sony's working on a lot of live, live, uh, living game, whatever it's called. Um, Games of service. Games of service, thank you for the technical term. Uh we know they're working on a lot of that. They also bought Evo recently. Seems like they're really interested in this competitive space. What's
0: the angle? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um I I've never been into esports at all. Um, but just sort of being on like the ancillary and watching how some of the stuff has grown, I did kind of think like esports had had peaked like two or three years ago (laughs) maybe that was just a covid thing i don't know but it's pretty interesting to see sony make a move like this for um what i don't think is a massive fish in the esports sort of sea um so it'll be interesting to see what they do with it but i mean these some of these tournaments here and again i guess they're crowd run like they're free entry, they have pools of like over a thousand dollars, some pushing two thousand dollars and um, you know, they're 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 dealing with the heavy hitters here with Fortnite, League of Legends, Dota, PUBG, and Warzone too, surprisingly. So uh yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. And and maybe I am wrong. Maybe esports is still on the up and up.
1: Yeah, I think esports is it just took a little break during like you said about COVID and everything. Brandon, do you think that uh, that Sony buying Evo and the purchase of this website are connected? Absolutely. Um, I think this is a big play by Sony to diversify their competitive gaming scene. Um, I think the first step was obviously Evo. That's a monumental purchase. I feel like, you know, I've watched many a Evo. Fantastic, fantastic competition. Uh, and I'm pleased to see that Sony... Um, decided that it was worth it more or less. Um, But I think this is something different. I think that this is a play in the same direction, but a sidestep. I think they've realized the benefits of smaller tournaments. Um, You can even think of way back when, like some of the biggest streamers out there, like Nick Merckx, like he was organizing all of these tournaments. And as you see, they exponentially grow and grow and grow. And the audience grows and, you know, It's all about networking and even the small stuff at some point ends up having a larger reach. So I think that this is not only a play on a large scale, but I think it's also a play on a small scale that either way you cut it is just a win-win for Sony. I mean, truly. And I think that, you know, whether it's eSports specifically, like it's a competitive nature, like competitive Dota or competitive league or uh, Valorant, I think that that's a really awesome sect of esports. But I, I even love the fact that things like speedrunning is like top tier. And as far as I'm concerned, that's pretty much like a sport. If you watch some really good speedrunners, they've put in as many hours as some of these athletes have. Um, just trying to perfect the game. I mean, uh, you know, complex button sequences, stuff like that. So I think that the esports scene is so big right now and it's somehow still in its infancy um i'm the opposite of dave i've never really been interested in like conventional sports and so i'm really excited to see a big push from probably my favorite gaming company in the world um sony so i i think that this is fantastic i really really like to hear this type of news nice yeah i i think you're right brandon and dave i think that you know if they can figure out a good way to integrate this into specifically into the PlayStation, but maybe even other consoles who knows, and they can, you know, continue to provide more revenue for uh, them to be able to grow and have more of a reach and do more things with their platform. uh, I only see it going up from here. Yeah. Um, So it'll be really interesting to see how it all works together. Uh, I, I'm interested in, competitive stuff but it's funny because i don't care about competitive stuff in games i don't actively play Hmm. so like i used to be super into the warzone competition sure and when i kind of quit playing warzone i was like "Eh, whatever i'll still watch those streamers and stuff from time to time but i'm like "Eh, whatever well that's the great thing honestly about twitch and like gaming at this point is like there's an ebb and a flow to it and like you know I'll be on Warzone for a while, and then the next thing you know, I'm watching uh, games done quick, and I'm right. watching a Spyro run. You know what I mean? There's just a never-ending amount of comp- competitive games nowadays, and it really is a good time uh, to enjoy esports. Sure. There
0: was it, when G Four was in their heyday; they used to broadcast. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Major League Gaming. Um, and I would always watch the Halo Two stuff. Yeah, I was yeah. always so bad at Halo Two, and I just felt <laughs> so bad about myself watching these people play. But it's it's an interesting sort of new angle for Sony's um, gamers to kind of interact with them. Because I mean, if you know, you can you can buy products, you can stream games and make money that way. You can be a consumer on on Twitch or streaming services. But this is another avenue where. You know, gamers can actually like enter these term- tournaments and maybe financially benefit from it. So, I think it's just another way of of them kind of diversifying their their portfolio and the way that they're marketing themselves to uh, to gamers. So, yeah. sure, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to see here. I don't
1: remember if it said how much they paid for them. Uh, I don't, I don't see it. Maybe not yet, but maybe we haven't seen it yet. But either way, I can't imagine this was a huge purchase as far as money goes. So, I mean, when you see somebody who's doing something well that you want to be in the market of, or even if you don't want to be, like, you want to be in the market, but you're not currently trying towards it, why not? ahead you know, and pick them up if they're making money, if they're profitable or right. near profitable, and you can make it even more. So, Dude, so. I mean, think about Twitch, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's in its infancy, stuff like that, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. not not to say they think this is going to be a huge hit, but honestly, you don't know at this point. Right. Um, things pop up, and honestly, I think esports really... Something to put into retrospect for me. Now, this is just my personal experience. When I was in a college bar, okay, in a small, smaller town, relatively, Slipper Rock, Mm -hmm. um, right out of here. And I looked up in this college bar at a full bar and up on the screen was Counter-Strike competitive play. I was like, and this was like four years ago. I was like, okay, you know, like, oh, okay. I was like, wait. You didn't go to Slippery Rock, but never mind. No, no, no. I was was just at the bar. I was just at the bar. Yeah. But that really, like, that was amazing for me. And that was something that I've never experienced. You know, I always look up at the bar and you see a hockey game or a baseball game or a soccer game, which is great. I'm happy to see that. And I'll watch if it's on. But the fact that I just looked up in this busy college bar and Counter Strike was on, it was just, it was a different change of pace. And I actually really appreciated it. So there was a time when Dustin worked for me. Uh, at the speakeasy i remember i remember yeah. we would always put on like just different Fortnite, 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 Fortnite. or Warzone, what yeah, or whatever that's back when it was real real big oh yeah yeah and uh people would actually come in to watch those and then i'm like this is twitch you can literally watch this anywhere as long as you have an internet connection but people would like come i mean they also want a, a cigar and a drink or whatever do the same thing with sports though yeah You know what I mean? Well, but sports are a little different because you can't always get, like, unless you're paying extra, you can't always get the extra stations and stuff. I guess you have to pay for the cable switch. You can download the app for free on your smartphone that almost everyone in America has and just watch it. So, like, it's definitely a draw and people like doing things together and community-oriented stuff. So, it'll definitely be interested for sure. Talking about Sony acquisitions, Sony has now completed its $3.7 billion deal to acquire Bungie. Uh, There's not really a whole lot of extra info here. We've already known about this, uh, that they were going to acquire them. This just means that it's passed through all the entities that it's needed to pass through. Uh, And at this point, I guess we're kind of just waiting for the the next thing to drop and see what they're going to be working on next. Dave, I'll go back to you again, kind of on a similar path. Like, I think that we talked about this a little bit when it happened, but like, Bungie knows how to run a live service game and PlayStation is working on, and they've said they're working on free to probably for free to play, but definitely live service games. I don't know. What are you, what are you interested in seeing Bungie do, whether it's that or something else uh, moving forward under, under Sony particularly?
0: Yeah. I I think it's, it's just that what you said there. Um, I hope destiny is left alone and I suspect it will be Um, that's a game that has too big of an install base across multiple platforms. So making that something that, you know, Sony benefits more off just would not go over well. So Yeah. um, yeah, I mean, Sony doesn't have that game right now. They don't have that live service game and, you know, Let's just remind ourselves that when Destiny launched, it was not free to play. It was only after a couple of years that it went that way. So having something free to play right out of the gate would be a huge um, sort of boon for Sony, especially coming from, you know, someone like Bungie. So, you know, I, I really obviously sci-fi shooter. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be, but anything that I can really stick my teeth into long term and not have to put a bunch of money into upfront is something I'd love to see from Sony. And um, I'm wondering if this is sort of a project that they've had in the works for like a reasonable amount of time. And now Bungie's just being brought in to take it to the finish line and and sort of um, nurture it when it's actually out in the wild and being played. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how actually Bungie this feels or if Bungie is just being brought in to kind of coach them along the way. Um, to making sure that whatever it is is a success, but I'm, I'm glad the deal is done, and I, I'm really curious to see what it's all going to mean. Um, obviously, we've seen with other acquisitions on on the Microsoft side, it takes a long time for these deals to actually produce something that is like you know meaningful and meaningful that it came from that deal. So uh, I think it's going to be a while, but um, yeah, it'll be exciting to see what they come up with.
1: Brandon, you've been a Bungie fan from way back, yeah. How, how do you feel about what's next for them together? I would imagine and a Sony fan from way back. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I would imagine they don't do much. From my understanding, is they're kind of drift feeding Destiny 2 at this point, which is good because they've they put out good content. Yeah, I mean there was a big resurgence around Witch Queen. It was very widely accepted and and appreciated, um, and so I think they they finally have found a nice happy medium with you know. The paid content and the premium content, and I feel like they're doing it just as good as Fortnite because it's a very different game, mm-hmm. right? You're not just dropping into a map and you have dance moves and stuff. It's very different, right? Um, you do have <laughs> dance moves, in, but well, in, you do, uh, but though. it, yeah, but um, but no, I, I, I'm super eager for what Bungie is doing next because I was actually thinking about this earlier today. I'm surprised more games haven't tried to capture what Destiny captured. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going back and thinking about the raids and the Nightfalls that I used to play back when, those are some of the best memories I have with any game literally ever. Yeah. Like like the amount of cooperation and coordination, like there is nothing, there are very few things in gaming that were as satisfying as doing that, especially with like, you know, six people, right, you know? Um, so... I'm eager for the future. Honestly, I feel like they'll probably continue to trickle things out here and there to Destiny 2 because it still does have a very large player base that is very eager and hungry for content, um, which is good and good for the community. But whatever's next, I think, is going to be huge. Yep. O- honestly, I really do think they've they've learned a lot from the past two destinies, a lot. And obviously, they've changed hands. I think that, that has, you know, helped them a lot as well, helped them to grow Um, as developers and so I'm just eager and hopeful that Sony just kind of you know helps them along and doesn't do much else because I feel like the studio's there you know what I mean I feel like the ideas are there the understanding of microtransaction is there and that's why Sony bought them but I just want them to keep doing what they're doing Um, and hopefully hopefully not that I wouldn't love Destiny 3 but hopefully I would love to see something new from them I, I think they really got the talent they really do and the you know the attention to lore is there. I mean, yeah. it's all there. Yeah. So I'm a little hesitant. Well, one, I think they also have talked in the past about doing like some other media besides just games. And of course, Sony has a you know movie show pictures uh, oh, division. Uh, so I definitely think that'll be part of it. But the Bungie and Sony, specifically the Bungie half of it, kind of remind me of like. I don't know if you guys ever had this experience. You've got those friends who you're like, oh, well, I could see they could work together, but also like, uh, I don't really see this lasting. Mm -hmm. And when I look at Bungie, I see like, okay, they were with Microsoft. You know, they they started out with Microsoft. Well, not really started out, but they were with Microsoft. And then they kind of got sour to Microsoft and that deal kind of blew up. And then they went to Activision. And then over time, that was even nastier. Then they finally were like, screw you, Activision. We're buying ourselves out or whatever they did and got out of there and there's been so many comments after the fact about how much they hated working with activision and then playstation or sony buys them and they're like okay sony bought us but don't get it twisted you know we're doing whatever we want and they can't control us we're we're our own people yada yada and i'm kind of like i really think these two entities could play really well together or could do really well together if they can play really well together right and it's kind of like that like that that wedding ceremony you go to hope like the whole time you're thinking like, I hope this works out. (laughs) And that's kind of how I feel about Sony and Bungie is that I, I'm just a little worried about Bungie's attitude in the past. I love Bungie. I love their games, but their attitude in the past and their comments so far since before they've, you know, even had this deal closed about like, we're not going to let them control us. I don't know. I'm just hoping that there isn't some big, dust up down the road yeah so
0: we'll see yeah no i hear you we haven't heard i i I don't recall specifically hearing a lot of bad stuff about working with with sony uh i've heard bad things on the pr end Heard bad things if you're an indie developer but not so much on sort of the larger developer side but on the flip side of that like you look at sony's heavy hitters and they're all developers that have kind of been um, nurtured from like their infancy all the way to where they are now with Sony. Whereas as you say, Ben, like this is, this is, this is Bungie. This is a massive developer and they're already very, very well established. So you're right. Like that could be a huge culture clash. And um, if it doesn't work out, like, I, (laughs) I, I don't know if you guys are, Big on basketball, but the way you're describing them makes me think of Kevin Durant. Like everywhere this is they America, go, sir, yeah. <laughs> we don't really do basketball. <laughs> like everywhere, every team he's gone to, it's like it. It just hasn't ended well. So, and you know, you you describe Bungie with like Microsoft and Activision, and now they're going to Sony, and it's like, can this really work out? Because Sony's never really done this before with a developer of this size. So, right, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right, Ben. I I definitely agree with that.
1: Yeah, I just hope that in some way. Sony isn't putting all of their eggs in one, all of their microtransaction eggs in <laughs> yeah. one basket, so to speak. Right, um, and that they don't, because clearly, this studio, you know, whether it's merited or not, knows what they want. Obviously, right. they've clashed with people in the past, um, and I just hope that they don't push too hard, because I've you never know i mean maybe activision didn't give them any shit maybe Bungie are just assholes you know i doubt we don't activision well yeah <laughs> i know but yeah. what i'm saying is we right. don't we don't know exactly what happened but sure. you know in my mind i would just hope that sony doesn't come down too hard you know trying to get that billion three billion back because <laughs> so, right you know four almost four billion hopefully it's one of the one of the long haul type things and they can kind of foresee that you know if you look at the at the arc of destiny one and two and how much money was made from destiny one and two i i hope they just realize it's more of a long haul type situation sure um and they treat it accordingly right yeah we'll see only time can tell something else that time can tell about is stock value share value and cd project i'm i'm so tired of talking about Everything uh, with the fallout of, of I just of want them to put on a new cyberpunk. game so we could stop saying yeah. cyberpunk, <laughs> like e- even if it's like I don't care what it is. Yeah, well, according to Eurogamer, CD Projekt has seen its share value plummet by over 75 percent. That's according to Business Insider Poland, which says that the z- disastrous launch of Cyberpunk 2077 has wiped the value of the then most valuable games company in Europe from over 40 billion Polish. Zloty, I think that's correct. That's around 7.1 billion pounds to less than 10 billion, around 1.7 billion pounds. So not great. Wow. Uh, the drop in CD projects value, while still remaining one of Poland's most valuable companies, reportedly takes it back to a value last seen around 2017. That means that the dying light developer Techland, which is also based in Poland and thought to be worth around 10.6 billion Polish monies, <laughs> is now seemingly worth <laughs> more. And continu- yeah uh <laughs> worth more and continues to increase in value thanks to the release of dying light to stay human uh so I don't know Brandon they're clearly still worth a bundle of money yeah, yeah definitely but how do you feel about do you think this is gonna impact their future <sighs> future prospects or investors for that matter yeah no I think if they need them I think they'll <laughs> As, long, as quick as it took them to gain faith, they lost it even quicker somehow. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's going to be a very long process to kind of uh, re-persuade investors. But that being said, I mean, we're still dealing with massive, massive companies. Um, I think it's kind of strange to me that Techland uh, was so successful with Dying Light 2. And I don't want to purposefully sh- uh, throw shade at Dying Light 2, but yeah. I don't get it, man. no. I, I I just do not get it and I'm happy that they had a successful game, but I don't hear anybody talking about it and it hasn't been that long. Um, So maybe that's just my bubble. Um, But to hear that CD Projekt Red is evaluating less than that just seems odd when I think of it off the top of my head. But like I said, we're, we're dealing with very large numbers and very large companies. I'm not worried about them at all. I think they are running... Uh, to the shed with their tail between their legs but you know it's gonna they're gonna come back out eventually sure Um, and they've they've taken huge strides to remedy the clusterfuck that they've that they released and you know I think that some stuff is too little too late but um, now they just gotta lick their wounds Um,
0: so Dave what do you think? I don't think anyone's really gonna care about the share price um, of CD Projekt Red on the Witcher 4's launch day. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm quite certain that um, this project, their next big thing, and let's remind ourselves, the Witcher universe has never been bigger. Uh, The Witcher 3 is still selling really well. The Netflix series has been a huge success. It's gotten so many more people into this sort of universe. I'm sure the books have been selling really well. I know that has nothing to do with CD Projekt Red, but um, you know this thing was a green light years ago, so it's going forward. It's going to be huge. Let's just hope that CD Projekt Red, who clearly has had management issues, has figure those management issues out and doesn't launch something in the same state because as excited as we're going to be for Witcher 4, when it does launch, we're all going to remember what happened with cyberpunk. And if we start to see those reviews and those concerns come out online, anywhere near launch, people are just going to back out and say this, I'm not dealing with another mess again. So as long as they've even just remotely learned from some of the issues from, and we saw this stuff in Witcher 3 too. So, you know, Fool us three times, then I don't know what that saying is, but yeah, it's, 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 they'll be fine as long as they learn from those mistakes. Um So, yeah. And they don't
1: use that same playtesting company. <laughs> QA yeah. company yeah. That as well. QA. Yes. Here's the thing that I think we're uh not, we specifically, but the, the industry at large, when you see those numbers and you're like, oh, they're, they're broke. They're going to go in. Is that it doesn't matter what their stock is valued at necessarily when they have billions and billions of dollars in their bank account right. rolling around in their pockets. right. I mean, they said on launch day of Cyberpunk that they had already made a profit because of all the pre-orders and all the people who had bought day of. And that was just like, just off of Steam, I think, even. Not even including the other platforms. So Steam and their own proprietary website. So I don't think they're going to have any issues uh, Making another game or recouping value, how they're seen is entirely up to them and their next project and how it goes. I also,
0: I'm also wondering if, like, there is a natural ebb and flow to share prices of companies like this where, like, they're only putting out one AAA project every, like, five years or so. Cause you, I know, like, a big reason why the, you know, their share price has gone down is because of everything that's gone on, but you have to sort of, think that there must be a natural ebb and flow of your your uh, stock prices dipping and stuff in between these projects and then closer to time that, you know, a, a launch trailer is announced and it it skyrockets and then, you know, the game actually comes out and then it goes back up. So maybe it could just be a natural sort of progression of, of this as well. That That's probably something to be said. Yeah, I think um, that's
1: probably true. I know that, I mean, I follow a couple different game companies, but none that really fulfill... CD projects kind of niche of being a self sustained independent. Like when I look at Activision before all the crap and their stock price remained fairly steady or went up um all the time. Uh you know, you look at Xbox and Sony, but again, those aren't really the same thing. We're not talking about the same thing as like an independent yeah, single developer. I was gonna try and think of something that was close, but I'm trying to even think of because Activision obviously has the yearly release. They're yeah, it's a good one. Techland Tech is a good one. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, but but I mean, you look at and maybe that's the reason why uh, companies like Ubisoft and Activision just have so much product is because if they're constantly putting something out on the market, then that share price is staying pretty much not flat, but you're not having those ebbs and flow constantly. So, right. yeah, Techland might be a good one because that's another company that's only putting out a, a major product every you know four or five years. Sure. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Good point. We will see. How that develops, I am positive they're going to have no issues uh, having money in their pockets. Make, selling their next game? We'll see. We'll see how that goes. OK, Game Pass. A new, uh, a couple of new games announced for Game Pass. Five new games, actually, for this month. I think we already had some games that were announced for this month and have already released, but here's some more. Uh, we're going to have As Dusk Falls July 19th on Cloud Console and PC uh watchdogs 2 which that's not exactly a new game but it's added to game pass sure uh as a matter of fact most of these aren't new games sins of solar empire rebellion i don't know anything about that it's only coming to pc which makes me think maybe i should check it out uh moto gp 22 torment tides of numenera and inside of course we all know inside what was that 2000 <laughs> i don't know it was a while ago but that is a game that I could play over and over and over and not have any problem with it. Uh, Any of these appeal to you, Brandon? I know you're not really on the Xbox train right now. No, man. Um, Or I should say the game pass train. Yeah, not at all. I actually considered whenever I finish my stint um, with my, my PlayStation right now, I'll talk about it later. I actually was considering popping into game pass. There are, there is a couple things on there that I'm interested in, but none off that list. Yeah. Um, No shade towards them. I just, uh, there's so much to play. Yeah, the first it <laughs> really is the first so. round of games this month was definitely better than this one. Yeah, so yeah, it's okay to have some like this. Yeah, so.
0: Dave, what about you? Any any of those thinking about popping in? Uh, I don't actually know what it is yet, but I've heard a lot of really good things about As Dust Falls. Um, yeah, that's sort of the the other indie title that came out this week that's making a lot of noise alongside the Cat Game. Yeah, um, so I have Game Pass right now. I'm hearing good things, so I will probably check that out. Uh, Watch Dogs 2, the best Watch Dogs game that nobody played. Um, yes. Yeah. So, if I, I really like Watch Dogs 2, I thought the protagonist was really cool. I thought the setting of San Francisco was really, really cool. It's Watch Dogs. So, if you hated Watch Dogs, any of them, then you probably won't You're gonna be hate able this to. It. Too. But it's <laughs> got really good personality. Like, it was a, it was a cool game. I enjoy playing it. Um, so, yeah, if you've got game pass and you're looking for a game like that even just to check out and drive around san francisco then i would recommend that but yeah i'm looking forward to as dust falls and i don't remember the last one you said but that probably means i'm not interested in it
1: uh the last one was inside the last one i read inside.
0: off oh okay. yeah. yeah 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 um it's a classic yeah yeah
1: yeah uh as dust falls is that game that's got like it's basically like a, a storybook kind of art And it doesn't really, like, there's maybe some small animations, but it doesn't really move while you're playing it. It's just, like, scene after scene. And I'm pretty sure it's very heavily uh, choice-based. And it's, like, choice and consequence to the extreme. And then I think there's even some functionality in there to make it, like, a party game so that you can have, like, multiple people playing and using their phones to, like, vote on what happens next in the game. Uh, So that's one that, like, may be fun for, like, a, uh, you know getting a bunch of people together and and playing that together i'm not sure that it's um a real game it's not a gameplay focused game from what i've seen it's more of a narrative game Uh, but that's okay of course um so i'm probably gonna check that one out i might play it with emily and see how that goes but um it's it's not a game i'm like pumped about it's just like oh cool here's another option for me uh on game pass for a service i'm already paying for so yeah
0: not gonna turn it down that's cool that's different i like that yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's one thing about it for sure is that it's definitely different. Um, and we don't see a lot of different games these days. So it's nice to see something that breaks the mold a little bit. It kind of reminds me of the um, uh, the Josh Sawyer game. Um, ah, I can't remember the name of it. Let's let me see if I can figure it out here. Pentiment. Uh, Josh Sawyer is working on it from Obsidian. And yeah. Uh, it's got a really crazy art style it's definitely more interactive than this game looks to be but it's set you have to look it up if you don't know what i'm talking about but uh pentiment looks like it could be a really fun romp and it's definitely different it's not you're like oh this is obsidian weird um so i'm i'm kind of looking forward to that one as well so we'll see
0: this episode is brought to you by reese's peanut butter cups in breaking news Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. And it's not even really that much of a story. It's just a report from Eurogamer says scalpers are already doubling the price of God of War Ragnarok's Jotner edition.
0: Um, disgusting. Anybody disgusting. who resells a God of War collector's edition is an absolute pariah. Uh, so <laughs> I kind of agree with that.
1: I think if you if you buy it with the intention of selling it, like they're already... Okay, Here, let me just read this and then I'll get into what I think. Uh <laughs> Uh, it's got you know, it gives the breakdown of what the Jotner edition is. Uh, ch- ch- quick peek on eBay UK, for instance, sees the 230 pound edition retailing for 300, 350, 530, 550, and even higher. Not retailing, reselling. Um, so that's quite a bit above the ebay us 375 although some people are asking for as much as 500 dollars plus i haven't looked to see um back to what he said so i bought i ended up securing two of these uh i want one for myself and i want one to hold on to for a couple of years as an investment quite frankly sure uh i think people who buy them and are reselling them before the pre-order is even like before the game's even out i kind of don't like that but i don't have any problem with people buying things and holding on to them, knowing their value is going to increase. I think that's actually, well, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I think that's kind of smart. But if you're buying something just to put on eBay the next day, like if you're pre-ordering something just to put the pre-order up on eBay, I don't really know if I can jive with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. Kind of bothers me a little bit. No intent of keeping product whatsoever. Not, right. e- not even for any amount of time. Right. Just like you're essentially drop shipping. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, really what it is. You're, yeah. It's like I I used to when I, I in the brewery and we had a, a, a kitchen and we were ordering bacon from Cisco, like a huge, gigantic you know, company. And it was good stuff. It was good bacon. But we were like, OK, we got a butcher in town. They've got they're supposed to have really good bacon. Let's start getting it from them. It's going to cost us a lot more. The product's not even that much better, but it's local. We can say it's from down the street, everything else. And so we started getting it from this place down the street and you know, it would come in and it was in their own packaging. And it was like, okay, well, this, you know, it's not much better and it costs more, but it's fine. And then eventually they started just bringing it to us in the Cisco boxes because all oh, they were geez. doing was getting it from Cisco and repackaging it. Stop selling you. And I'm like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, anymore. I can order yeah. it from there. So that's kind of what this reminds me of is, right? you know, they're just selling the God of War edition straight in the Cisco packaging before they're even uh, uh, on their shelf for a while, but it is what it is, I guess. How that's much- just the nature of the market.
0: How sorry? It's called the Jotner Edition. Yeah, that's such a weird name. It's, it's Jotner sounds like a a cheap and shitty private educational institution that runs out of a strip mall. <laughs> the Jotner Institute for God of War. And how much was it, Ben? Uh, two hundred and sixty US. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. So the regular. So the you know obviously the game is going to be seventy bucks on PS Five. Um, the collector's edition was two hundred. And then the extra edition was 260. And honestly, I don't even really know if the increase from the collector's edition to the Jodner edition or whatever it's actually, however you say it. I don't I don't know if I've ever heard the word spoken other than maybe in the game, however many years ago. So the original, because I think it was, I think that word was said. Maybe it was just written, but anyway, yeah, 260. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely think I'm going to skip on the special edition. I've never, ever my entire life got a special edition, not not purposefully. Yeah, um, I just don't typically feel like I want what's offered. So I only have maybe three special editions and one of them I just recently got because um, a fan of LSM a company I work for uh gave it to me and and he like got it for cheap and took out the parts he wanted and then gave me the rest which i was still super happy about yeah because it included the statue which is the thing i wanted that's like the best part yeah exactly yeah i i would like to just buy the fucking stat just let me buy the hammer yeah you know what i mean yeah like you know everything else is great i can get an extra shield that i'm gonna unlock three-fourths of the way through the game i get it but like no i don't care about any of the digital stuff because it's like stuff that you're just gonna unlock anyway and mostly it's (laughs) aesthetic. yeah yeah so yeah I don't really I don't really understand like whenever um, whenever games come out and part of the the special edition is like especially the digital special editions where it's like get all this armor and stuff right. and it's like well I'm gonna literally unlock that in chapter two of the game yeah and especially especially in single-player games I'm yes, like yes you know The best I could do in a multiplayer is maybe flex on my friends for a couple months until they get what I have. But like, that's not even, I don't know. I don't mind it as much in the launch day editions of the games because the launch day editions just cost the same amount. They just want you to buy it before it gets discounted. That's different. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. It's time to talk about what we've been playing. Damn. And uh, Dave, we're going to start with you.
0: I, I I'll tell you what I've I've been playing, boys. I've been doing a big ass puzzle. Ooh, wee I'm that kid who spending uh, summer doing a puzzle. Yeah, you're gonna Ooh. say
1: moving simulator. <laughs>
0: no. IRL, no. my um, my mom's friend bought her like this puzzle of like this place in Italy that my mom talks about a lot because she visited when she was very when she was much younger um and my mom is not a puzzle person but it's a really nice puzzle so like i'm staying here i kept looking at this puzzle and i'm like fuck it so i poured it out and i'm like i did not realize how many pieces a thousand pieces actually was (laughs) but i'm into it man like i sit here and i just like obsess over and i'm making it's like an it's like a from software game like i'm making slow progress and sometimes that doesn't mean like like you know getting pieces to match together but it's more like okay i have to sort these pieces into these piles and because i know eventually that's going to make it easier so i haven't done one of these in a long time but i know this is a video game podcast but i wanted to talk about my puzzle anyways that's fantastic <laughs> wait wait before
1: you move on from puzzles <laughs> my uh, my wife's grandmother she died in uh like the first day of 2020 which is really funny because she always said she wanted to live to 2020. So it was cool. But also, like, I think I'm glad she died before. I'm not glad she died. I'm glad, like glad she died before COVID, though. One HP. I'm glad she died before COVID, though, because, like, you know, that uh, honestly, she was in poor enough health that that probably would have, she probably would have caught it eventually. But right. anyway, she didn't have to suffer at least through that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the long story here, or the short story here, is she loved puzzles. So every time my father in law for uh, either. Christmas or birthdays or whatever, because she was his mother in law. He liked to just get her things that would irritate her. He'd buy her like the craziest, hardest puzzle. And the one he bought her like right before she died was a puzzle that both sides of it was a mirror. It was like, you know, not a real mirror, but it was like reflective. And that was all it was. And there was no, it was basically like you were doing a blank puzzle. And dang. it was like a thousand pieces. God, and dang. she's like, You're going to kill me with this. And then she died. So that must have been it. I mean, that was it. Wow. Anyway, sorry, Dave, I cut you off. What, what have you been playing?
0: No, that's okay. um I've been on this weird Star Wars tip lately. I don't know why. Ooh. I started watching the Clone Wars animated series and I fucking love that because, like, the yeah. 20 minute episodes and they're all so cool. um So I, I like, I watched episodes one, two, and three. It's really funny going back and watching those because. Um, Number one, you realize how much of like all the bad stuff that happened in the Skywalker saga was actually Jar Jar Banks' fault. Um, Like if he wasn't around, like so much wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, Phantom Menace, in my opinion, has aged the absolute best compared to the other two movies. In fact, I think it might be my favorite of the original trilogy right now. The original trilogy, not the original. The uh, you know, one, two, three, the new trilogy. Just pod racing and Darth Maul and Qui Gon Mm Jinn. It was they were so cool. Anyways, so I I've been playing Jedi Fallen Order. Um, this is my second time. I didn't like play through the whole game the first time. I just played like a couple hours and then I ended up putting it down. So picked it up back up again on PS5 and I've been playing that. It's uh. It's good. It's it's I'm sure everybody's played it already. I'm a bit late to the party. It's um does feel kind of clunky on like the movement. Like he feels sort of floaty and stuff. Yeah. And it's really annoying that like this is like a super powerful Jedi and like if, if there's like a ledge that's more than four feet, he can't get up it. I know. Just <laughs> yeah. Weird stuff like that. But I think that they nailed the lightsaber stuff in the the production and the music and all that stuff. So while yeah. I'm in this sort of Star Wars thing, it's, it's exactly what I needed. And um there was the Star Wars game I played. It probably was the first Star Wars game I ever played. I played it on my PC when I was really young. I was really bad at it, but I loved it. And shout out to our intern, Dustin, because he made a video of him um, buying cheap games because he's he's collecting physical games, older physical games. And at the end of this video, uh, he was opening packages that uh, some LSM people had sent him and Inside one of these packages was this Star Wars game that I could not for the life of me remember until I watched this video. It was Star Wars Rebel Assault 2. So oh. after I watched Justin's video, I went and watched like a long play of that game just to bring back memories of me playing it as a kid. So nice, um, yeah, that was cool. So That's so yeah, uh, Fallen Order, the stupid puzzle, and uh, I am still trying to beat Cuphead. I just got to the third, the last island, and I'm on that first boss where you have to like parry the dice and fight like a gauntlet of bosses uh i almost beat it last night but yeah cuphead is very difficult it's very very difficult and i think playing it on the switch makes it harder because um yes parrying is tougher on the tiny little a button um also i've i've been playing on like the hardest mode possible. And you're probably like, what do you mean that there's like, there's regular and simple. I'm playing all the regular uh, levels on regular, but what makes it harder for me is because I did not know until I got to this third Island that you can actually use like powered up attacks. When you get one of those cards, I thought you had to fill up all five cards and you can only use that super ability. So Uh-oh. I've been playing it on super hard mode. Oh, geez, yeah. dude. <laughs> Wait, so are you on, are you on King dice right now? Um, what do you mean? I, I'm is in the, level where the guy throws the dice and you have to parry it to move that little needle and whichever yeah. one it lands on, that's the boss you have to fight and you have to yeah. do it all on one health bar. Yes. That's King dice. I, I, yeah. That's King dice. Yeah, yeah. 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 He that's,
1: he's the last one before the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know. Yeah. He's I in know. the end there.
0: Yeah. So I know I'm right, almost, right at the yeah. end, but it's, yeah. it's, it's really hard. It's going to take me a long time. So Dave, but, I have a
1: suggestion for you. What? And you can, I know it's going to be hard to switch after you've been doing it all this time. You just said you were using A to parry. Switch parry to your right trigger.
0: See how it goes. Just try it once. Okay. Okay. Because we'll what do, do you that. use your right trigger for? Uh nothing. It's not mapped right. to anything. Okay. There you go. I'll give that a give shot. A shot. You don't I to can handheld too. I don't know if that makes a difference, but I've never played on my TV. But uh, I will I yeah, will try that I mean, and I will we'll report go. back on my results. So
1: uh sometimes people will switch their dash to that as well. Um but I like I like having them. Um, I like having either dash or parry on the right trigger. Because it's unused and it's way easier, especially on a handheld, to use the trigger than it is to move your thumb.
0: Okay. Never else. thought of that. So, yeah. Okay.
1: Brandon. Well, I'll start first with what I've played the least. Um wait, is this stray? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to not start with yeah, that? Yeah, save it for the end so we can move wow. right into me. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah um i'm still playing god of war nice. Um, i think i mentioned last week how i have started my journey to complete all of them up until the newest one before ragnarok um i just played was it 2018 is that what it was mm-hmm. i just played that i just planned them that last year yeah. so it's still super fresh in my mind i may just pop around and walk in a bit a bunch if i end up finishing all of them um but i beat the first one um and i gotta say for a ps2 game the bones of that game are insane. Yeah. Um, I understand that it was up It's the, in quotes, HD version. So I know it looks a lot better than it did, but when you take just the game itself, man, like, I, it's, the quality for a PlayStation 2 game is just nuts. Mm-hmm. It's so good, and I'm not surprised that it was incredibly successful um, at the time. Um, so I started on God of War 2, um, and that's been really fun so far. Definitely a noticeable improvement. Clearly, the... Generation skip has helped out a lot. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. I gotta say, the streaming is really nice when you want to just pop in a game, you don't have to download a damn thing. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it is annoying that it constantly times out. Oh, Um, does it? Well, you know, your internet's not bad either. No, 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 no. It's just because I'm inactive, like, you oh, know, okay. occasionally okay. when I have a day off, I'll go do some shit and then come back and play and then right. go do some shit. And you got to keep moving the controller or it completely disconnects. And in an old game like this, saves are not very frequent. Um, so that's kind of bitten me a couple times. It's not been too, too bad. But um, just, I guess, to go back and speak more on the uh, at, at this point last week, I didn't have much experience with the streaming, um, but. I think the only saving grace um, and it's not been heinous. I don't want it's better than what I thought, but still not great. Um, The uh, God of War and God of War two are fixed camera. Yeah. So I feel like that's helped the streaming a lot because it's been way less noticeable because the viewing of it is janky no matter what. Right. Because of the fixed camera, it just is always janky because you can't turn it. Right. (laughs) So um, I think that, I'm going to be eager to be done with this, not because I want to be done, but I want to try something that is a little bit more fast Mm paced. And I think that that will really show the true colors of the limitations of the streaming. Um, It's been very passable for the time being, Um, but it's been a lot of fun. I got to say as a whole, um, mostly what it does is like, you know, when a YouTube video will like buffer, but not stop, it'll just get super, super pixelated. It does that occasionally. Um, It doesn't bother me when the game looks very old as much. Um, But I think that if I were to try different titles, it would be a completely suboptimal experience, even more so than it already is. So um, God of War 1, I guess if we want to call it just God of War um, at this point. Amazing. So, so, so good. Um, And I'm actually really, really eager to continue through. I believe I never played the first one. I, I played two. I didn't play Ascension, and I played three. Um, Did so you play all the well, PSP and Vita? And I, there's like a thousand different. Well, <laughs> I played. I for sure played Chains of Olympus. Okay, which yeah. was amazing. I loved. That was actually. I don't want to say that was my biggest love of God of War, but like I played the most at the time of uh-huh. it coming out of my PSP, Chains of Olympus. So, yeah. you know, I certainly played some on my on my dad's console back then. But whenever I got Chains of Olympus, I really, really dug into that game. Um, and I don't even think I'm going to be able to play it at all at this point. Um, but Is it not on the service? Uh, God of War, God of War 2, II, Ascension 3, and okay. 18. Yeah. So um, unless I'm missing something with the timeline, sure. um, and Ascension is something I don't think it is. Um, but yeah, it's been amazing. It's been really, really cool um, and kind of a, a nice timepiece to remember mm-hmm. um, and to see the, the very natural progression of the title. It's going to be really cool at the end of it all to hop into Ragnarok. I'm really excited. So Nice. And I will go back to what Dave and I talked about with Uncharted. It is really cool being able to play a game as it grows. Yeah. Like like being able to binge a Netflix series. It's kind of like that satisfyingness, but even more because these games have been have like, you know, close to a decade in between some of them. You know what I mean? So Really, really interesting to kind of absorb all of that in one sitting, um, or one condensed, you know what I mean? So, right, but really good aside from Stray. Um, I get, I guess that's about all I've been playing aside from Stray. I'll just go right into that and then you can tell me what you're thinking. But I played about 20 30 minutes max, okay? Um, really, really cute looking game. really haven't got much into it to be honest i did meow about a hundred times which is a trophy right within like i don't know i i wish i could have started a timer it was probably like 20 seconds from the game booting (laughs) like the second i had the ability to meow i was literally just spamming that shit and very cutely enough dave i don't know if if your animal will have the same reaction but my dog had a visible reaction to the cat on the television she was like looking at it and like jumping around and like when i when i made the camera turn she like thought it went behind the tv and stuff she wasn't like ravenous like she might have been with like an actual cat but she was super curious and that was a really fun i've seen um, addition so yeah i've seen a uh i think there's a twitter account there's probably multiple at this point of it's just called like cats or pets or something looking at watching stray yeah, and yeah. just tons of those pictures of like dogs and cats watching yeah. the game it's really cute um i'm excited to go more into that it it seems like a really chill game to be honest with you and i'm really excited about that yeah um i'd love to throw on some lo-fi and just you know wander my way through this uh, metropolis uh rundown city yeah uh, as a as a kitty cat so well I, i've been playing it too I, I got it uh got it downloaded this morning and probably played i don't know between three and four hours i would say i'm most of the way through the game i think but i'm also like i explore every nook and cranny because i'm a collectible guy when it's like not unreasonable sure so i've been playing uh as well and i also hit the meow button a billion times beginning (laughs) Uh, i will say the the highlight of this game because i'm I'm not a cat person, but it's not because I don't like cats. It's because I'm allergic to them. Oh, geez. Or at least the last time I spent any noticeable amount of time around them, I was allergic to them. I haven't really spent much time around cats because I don't want to almost die. Sure. It's a pretty bad reaction, actually. Anyway, the long long story short here is uh, I don't love cats, but I love this game. And I would love cats if I spent more time around them, I think. Anyway, everything about the cat is cute. And the way it moves and like I've been around cats enough and seen cats enough to know that like they've got the movements nailed down. They've got the way that it like scratches at stuff and purrs and like. Well, dude, the behaviors and everything. I mean, you know, everyone knows that cats knock shit off of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm going to spoil. You get to knock some shit off stuff. Right. So it's like a mechanic (laughs) in the game. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you can imagine it, it wouldn't be a cat game. If yeah. you could not do that, as far as I'm concerned. So. Yeah. It, I'll say it's beautiful. Um, it's definitely a, an awesome-looking game. And I will say, you could certainly do your lo-fi thing if you wanted to. But the music in the game... Is it good? At points is banging. Okay. Yeah, it's some really good tunes, especially like during some more intense pieces of the oh, game good. as well. I'm not going to do that then. I want to experience it as intended. So. I think you probably could... like. Yeah, it, because there's not music present all the time, but when it's there, it's really good. Right. And I don't want to, you know, spoil anything at all for those people who may be thinking about checking it out, especially Dave and, and even you, Brandon, because you haven't gotten very far, but it takes a turn in the game that is, I mean, there's still very much you're playing a cat game, but it takes a, like a pretty heartfelt approach kind of a game. Okay. And like, there's some pieces of it that, you know, some things and, and entities you interact with that like are kind of... Uh, I don't know about moving because I don't really use that word, but moving, for lack of a better word. Genuine, yeah. Yeah, they're just genuine and nice and there's some cool features. The world feels very um, I wanna say alive, but it feels dead, but it also feels alive within that. Right. And there's just like I just think it's a it's a cool little fixture of a game. It's not very long, you know, it's five or six hours if you want to do the whole thing and if you want to just blaze through it you can do it in under two hours apparently because there's a trophy for that yeah yeah uh i'm i'm gonna play the game through the whole way and then if i decide i want to get the platinum i'll go through and play it again and try to speed run it or whatever but that's certainly not what i want to do for my first time right but uh dave we talked about this a while back this is not not a spoiler hopefully but um you mentioned you wanted to be able to customize your cat it does not appear at least in my first playthrough that you can customize the cat
0: yeah that's really disappointing because, like, true? how many people are playing this game who own a cat and, like, want to live vicariously through their cat? And, like, what better way to do it than just give us a couple customization options? And yeah. and I, I understand that, like, this was, like, the cat was actually based off one of the developer's cats, so I get why. But I really thought we were going to have the ability to change the color or pattern or something.
1: Well, Dave, if you buy the, um, the uh, $300 feline edition, you actually get cat skins. Uh, for the games (laughs) and they're reselling like crazy right now so you better hope that nobody sold your cat Ben's got Um,
0: three he can
1: sell you one for five grand (laughs) but also something I will mention and the reason that I'm playing this game right now is it just so happened that I found the value in PlayStation premium very specifically this isn't something that I've said would not entice me otherwise but what I can say for you Dave and for other people is that it cost me about $50 to upgrade for the rest of the year including my additional PlayStation Plus subscription so if stray does interest to you it is a $40 game so was it 30 or 40 i i thought it was 40 nonetheless yeah point stands being is that if you're interested in the game might be worth upgrading to premium cuz then you have all these a catalog of classic and otherwise a, a games. Catalog, catalog,
0: yeah. <laughs> <A> cat-a-log. <laughs>
1: Um But no, that's what I did, and it actually worked out perfect because I wanted to stray anyway, and now I have um, this, this, uh, this wonderful Game Pass esque thing on my playstation not quite, I mean, not
0: quite that's quite. exactly once they announce this i mean that's exactly what i personally said would sway me is like i need day one games that i really want to play because it's just like what you just described is i could buy the game for 40 canadian dollars or i could just upgrade this have instant access to all this other stuff and i'm playing a game i really want to on day one so right yeah they're, they're starting to to do the right things for me anyways so
1: yeah, yeah i don't we've talked, I don't think we'll see AAA, but even if we get stuff like this, like I would be happy to continue to, you know, buy premium. If it meant I could play games like, like, uh, stray. The only downside to that for me and don't get me wrong, this is the nature of subs- all subscription services, but like once for, for a game like prey, it's not just a back catalog game or whatever. Uh, and since there's not a dearth of all first party games, that once your subscription is up for that tier, you no longer have stray. Right, but is stray really a game you're going to go back to and play multiple times? Either and and even and that, again, that is how Game Pass works. Right, right. you don't have right. Game Pass, you don't have those games anymore. I get it, sure, but that's the only thing that I'm like. Well, if you're you're not if you're using that to justify your upgrade, right, you're only getting to play it. You're not getting to keep it. Yeah. So who knows? I guess I just sometimes think about what. I want to keep physically. Yeah. And then what I in reality actually Mm -hmm. ever pick up ever again. Right. (laughs) And the difference in what I think I want and what I actually do is sometimes staggeringly different. So I've talked before about I like to buy as many games as I can physically, uh, at least for PlayStation. I don't know why. I mean, with Xbox, I guess it's because of Game Pass. I don't really care about physical because I'm not going to be able to buy all those games. But with PlayStation, I tend to try to buy as much stuff as I can physically. But I can't tell you the last time i brought out an old game that yeah. i bought physically yeah. so yeah i hear you uh, a couple other things brandon i've also we're on a similar track i've also been playing uh, god of war but mm-hmm. i've been playing god of war 2018 oh dude i gotta hear what you think about it um well, yeah i played it before the upgrade the upgrade i mean oh yeah specifically because we talked about that last week yeah, we did and that's i had been talking about wanting to go back to it kept talking about oh. it and it's one of my favorite games of last gen and i was like Okay, Brandon said, I encourage you guys to go check out the the 60 frames. I'm gonna do it. It's amazing. Dude, it's gorgeous. It looks so it's fucking good. Beautiful. It looks so good. It's really good. Um I'm running through it. I'm on new I'm doing new game plus and I put it down to the easiest difficulty. That's the way to do it. Because I just wanted to experience it again. I'm thinking that I might try to go for the platinum. It's a lot of fun, dude. But also I'm like I have a goal, and I kind of want to do what you're doing and go through and play all the old God of War games. Do it, dude. Because I love God of War so much. Yeah. And I missed a couple of them. I can't remember which ones I've played and which ones I haven't, but I know for sure that I've played two of the first three of of the main line. Gotcha. gotcha. I don't remember which two they were. Yeah. So I'll I'll try to get to them. So I don't know. It depends on how long it's going to take me to do the Platinum. I basically just want to get through this and see the story again as a refresh for Ragnarok, and then you know we'll see what happens after that i guess yeah uh so that's kind of old news at this point god of war but it's still i mean it's such a it's a splendid game it's relevant too it's, so. a, it's a relevant yeah. splendid game sure uh i picked up my vita uh for a little bit and popped in popped on Gun and then i was playing on the ps5 as well uh i finally got past the stage i've been working on much like dave with cuphead it's kind of a game that i pick up every couple of months and Try again, sure. Uh, and so I finally got through a level that the last time I was playing, I spent like five hours on and couldn't beat. Uh, I mean, I, I could beat it, but I'm trying to beat it like with certain parameters for a trophy because I'm sure. trying to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I finally did it. I I busted through it on Vita. I immediately put the Vita down and picked it up and did it on the PS5. <laughs> nice. So I was like, all right, let's go. You got to keep the muscle memory. Yeah. Right. And then I put it away, and I'll probably pull it out again in a couple months. And. Uh, Again, you lose that muscle memory and you got to go back right. and try it all again. But. Dude, I think we all have a game like that. Mine's Downwell. Oh, yeah. Downwell's great. Yeah. Always keep that shit on my console. Yeah. Always, always. Now, the last game I want to talk about is potentially going to be my game of the year. Ooh. Uh, and I am I want to preface this all by saying that part of what I'm saying when I say this is a little bit of irony. And part of it is 100% honest. It's in neon white. It is not neon white. Okay. It is Power Wash Simulator. Oh, Oh dude, you are wild. Elden Ring comes out and he's like, game of the year, Power Wash Simulator. I have, I didn't say it'd be the industry's best or the the best game of the year. I said it might be my game of the year. Right. I'm just being critical of you. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Uh, Power Wash Simulator, for those who don't know, is exactly what it sounds like. You are a guy who runs a. I mean, maybe you're a girl. I don't know. You're Someone, in a, you're in a suit. Run. I can't. Sure. You, uh, is there whatever actually you
0: want, like. I, lore. No, there's no lore. There's Unplayable. There. Yeah, uh, actually, <laughs> there
1: is. There is a little bit of lore in it. I'll, I'll get to that. So <laughs> Jesus, you're just a guy who has a power washer. Sure. And you have a power washing business. You go around. You power wash stuff. And like within each level, there's like you know, it tells you like your progress on different parts of something. And like, let's say you're, I don't know, power washing a motorcycle. You have a overall progress bar. You know, you got to get to 100%. That means the whole thing's clean. But each part of it, you know, the handlebars, the seat, the bumper, the headlight, whatever, they all have a percentage as well. And when you like hold the reticle over those, you can see how much progress you've gotten on each one. Now, some things like a headlight are going to be really simple and easy. Some things are more complicated and they take a little bit of maneuvering to get to them and everything. And then, you know, you finish it and you make money and you can buy a new power washer or buy cleaning materials or a new attachment for your power washer or whatever, you know, a new suit to wear. Sure. That's colorful or whatever. Yeah. Uh, And it just is a very chill and, it definitely is a game that you can like listen to a podcast or even put on a show, put on the office on your third screen right. and watch it for the hundredth yeah. time or whatever. Yeah. Like there's no concentration needed, but I have found that it fulfills a very particular type of OCD that I didn't know I had. Now I know I have OCD. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but you know, but like I did not realize. And my wife likes <laughs> My wife is like, why don't you go out and power watch the house? Like, and she's <laughs> not at an <laughs> all. anything. I was like, you don't get it. If I went out and power, watch the house, it would be very different than this because I like would have to make sure that there's no visible distinctions between it. She's like, yeah, that's, that's why you power wash things. So that like, it looks clean. I'm like, no, just, it's not the same. Then you got to be in the fucking sun. Then I got to like carry around the hose. And- <laughs> anyway. So it has like, has like trial modes and like different, um, things you have to work towards the trophy. Some of the trophies are really crazy. They're like, save the, this part of this vehicle for the last thing you clean. And like just weird stuff like that. There is a little bit of lore I was talking about. You get like text messages that come through from clients and stuff. Uh, and G- I think they're building on something. But it's there's definitely no like there's no story to this game. It's Dude, just power. Washing. Is it like GTA style? Your little your little cell phone pops up. It's like from Nico. Kind of. Yeah. You know your- <laughs> Let's go play pool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It kind of is like that. Yeah. Let's go to the strip club. Let's play darts. So anyway, I have put I don't even know how many. I'm sure it'd be easy to figure out, but I don't want to look because I don't want to be depressed. And at one point I did like have it on and I went downstairs and like had dinner and watched a movie with uh-huh, the kids and stuff. Uh-huh, so there's uh-huh. like, there's at least like three or four hours there I didn't actually play. Sure. But I have put an ungodly amount of hours <laughs> since like Thursday or Wednesday or whenever it came out in the Power Wash Simulator. That's all right. Man. And it is gripping every part of my brain right now. Mm. And How tight? Woo. Real tight. <laughs> And I'll tell you what, Power Wash Simulator is is doing something different to you, buddy. Now I have a feeling that like once I power wash everything in the game, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like, all right, I'm done, and then I don't need to do it anymore. But I have to finish everything, right? Right. At and this then, point, then you power wash yourself. Then I power you power wash yourself into oblivion. <laughs> that just like that's, a black hole that sucks you in. That's actually the lore. You're actually power washing a black hole at one point. No, I don't know. Wow. Um anyway, I don't know why. I don't know, but like the game was coming out, and I was like, hmm, i might to check that out, but. I don't know if it's just because of, like, a, a mental thing I got going on or, like, deep depression or what's going on here, but I had the same kind of reaction, not to the same extent with a lawnmower simulator. It's satisfying is what it is. But Lawnmower Simulator has, like, a lot more, like, oh, you got to make sure you don't go too fast on this area of grass because it's wet right. and you get, it's it's less complicated than it, that. This is literally just a, uh, you know, if you wanted, let's say you wanted to get stoned out of your mind and eat sure, Doritos and sure. watch Mad Men on your extra screen, and also play Power Watch Simulator, you could totally do it's that. It's So much more forgiving than yeah. Lawnmower Simulator. I played Lawnmower <laughs> Simulator for about five minutes, and I butchered a man's yard, and I instantly de- deleted that <laughs> shit. Absolutely, I couldn't even weed whack a single person. No, there was no point. There's no people. There, there. was no yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's fantastic. That's been I love to hear the week. Love to hear it. Yeah. Game of the year? Uh, my game of the year. <laughs> so far, I really think it is. I really, I'm not really exaggerating all that much. Wow! And forgive me, game of the year isn't the best game. It's the game I like the most. Sure. And no, I obviously. mean, honestly, yeah. I don't know. Something's wrong with me. Do We all have games like that. Phil's just happens to be Life is Strange. Do we really? <laughs> do we all have games like Power Rush Emulator? Because I feel like I'm Dude, uniquely. Kind, kind of. I mean, like, like Maneater. That game is is super yeah. duper fun. It's kind of ass though. Yeah, it's really ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I platinumed it twice, right, on two different consoles, right? And it was my world <laughs> record fastest platinum. I platinumed it in one fucking day. Yeah, <laughs> on, on my PS five. I shit you not. So like, we all have shit like that, man. Here is the wildest thing. I've been playing this game for like two or three days, and I was looking at looking through Twitter and Powerwatch Simulator. I followed them, and they oh, they retweeted something, and it was somebody took a screenshot. Of the the top rated games of 2022 on Steam, yeah, and Power Wash Simulator is in second place behind God of War. Dude, that's a good product. That's a good product. I mean, it's that's a good some, product. It's crazy. There's something to it. There's dude. something to it for sure. Guys, we're on Patreon. If you want to go over and support my, I'm gonna need to have Game Pass forever to keep Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> so if you want to support that, actually, we don't even take any of the money. At all. It all just goes into funding the the services and stuff that we use. Um, Go over to Patreon.com slash Handsome Phantom. You can support us as a dollar a month. Get ad-free early access. If you want to bump up a little bit, that's great. We got an episode of After Dark coming out, I think, Friday. So uh, you can get that when it drops at the $3 level if you want. And no strings attached to the $5 level, really. You're just a cooler person. (laughs) And uh, join the Discord. Even if you're not a patron, you can join the Discord, hang out, talk talk about games, make fun of my crippling addiction to Power Wash Simulator, uh, Goody 2022, and I won't mind one bit. You can do that over at handsomefantum.com slash Discord. Boys, anything else? We we ready to wrap up?
0: I think that's it. You said it'd be a a short show, and this is one of the longest ones we've ever done. Might be our longest show ever. Dave, I could Power Wash that thing behind your head there. (laughs) That'd be be great for that. Yeah, Yeah. I like it. (laughs) All right.
1: Oh, man, let's go. Bye. The HP Podcast is made possible by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. The following patrons are at the $5 or above level, and we appreciate their support. Wormhat, Toby Ryland, Charles Peterson, Edward Walton, Josh Cummings, Jared, Poot, Boots, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Maurice Bays, HTrons, Brian, Nuke Dukem, and Derek O.